This is a Big MX podcast, brought to you by X Brand Goggles, presented by Tech One Designs, 204 Skate Shop, West Side Honda, Capital Motorsports, Golden Tire, and Trans Canada Motorsports out of Brandon, Manitoba. Motocross news from around the world. We're not experts, but we've got microphones. Check us out on the web at BigMXRadio.com. Welcome to the Big MX Podcast Show, brought to you by x Goggles, 204 Skate Shop, Tech One Designs, Capital Motorsports, Roy Borton Suspension System, Millennium Technologies, TransCanada Motorsports, Westside Honda out of, Bran- out of Selkirk, Manitoba, and Golden Tire. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt, with me on the line, my co-host, Christopher Mellon, and it's uh, just after one o'clock in the morning uh, on uh, on Friday, just right before the uh, Glen Helen Super or <laughs> first round of the Lucas Oil AMA Motocross Series at Glen Helen. Uh, it's going to be an amazing race. The first time we're back there since 2009. I think it's going to be a great event, and uh, we're going to do a little bit of prediction show, uh, running down the 250s, 450s, and uh, some sleeper picks, the guys we think, think are going to have a good day tomorrow. So uh, exciting. Hopefully, if you get a few listens to this, so uh, inspire a little bit of bench racing. But first of all, how's it going, Chris? Pretty all right. I'm still awake. Um, coffee after midnight's not the best plan, but another day, another cup of coffee after midnight. Yeah, really, it's uh, it, it's become a bit of a, a regular thing. Unfortunately, I uh, I apologize. Uh, these podcasts are uh, erratic, unscheduled uh, for the most part until uh, the night of, and uh, that needs to uh, become more uh, more regulated if we are to continue to be successful. Um, but uh, let's move straight into the two fifties. <laughs> uh, I think that's going to be honestly, uh, although both both classes. Uh, have a lot of contenders available. I think that's going to be the most uh, you're going to see the most amount of action uh, all summer long. Uh, so um, let's let's just kind of run down a few of the the top contenders, and then we'll go ahead and uh, and list our predictions. So uh, obviously the Honda guys, you got the two teams of uh, Justin Bogle, Zach Os- uh, Zach Osborne, Matt Bichelia, and Zach Bell. Out of that team, who do you think is going to be the top gun? Top Gun. Well, I think if Belf can finally get a good start, um, he's going to put in the most spectacular crash of the weekend because he hasn't been riding for a while. I don't know if they kind of benched him a la Anderson a couple of years ago, but I guarantee he's going to crash hard. Um, Bogle, I think, is going to be the team leader with Osborne, unfortunately, wanting to be, and he kind of should be. He is the more veteran of the two, but Osborne kind of sucked ass at Supercross this year. I mean, he yeah, had a couple well, decent rides, but I know, but I'm sure he didn't have the season that he expected, right? Yeah, and, definitely. You know, when it when you're looking at yourself in the mirror, you don't consider injuries. You just think you had a shitty year, and so he wants he's got something to prove, and but I think Bogle's just gonna ride his smooth ass riding style and legs way great by him. Um, so I think that's pretty much for the Honda guys. Bashaglia should, uh, or McElrath. I never remember which one rides for who. It's Bichelia. Those two are just the same. Yeah, Bashaglia should do these probably top 10, but 
you know, work his way up into the top five sometimes the year, but this yeah, class I is just stacked. I think he's going to find himself where Justin Hill was last year. Uh, I think 13th in points is where he ended up, and uh, I think um, Bichelia will be a, somewhere in there. Uh, he's not blazing fast, uh, but he's got, some, he's got the skills, and uh, he'll sharpen them this summer. Definitely. What about the, uh, the Troy Lee guys? Cole Seeley, Jesse Nelson, Shane McElrath. Well, I think they're going to do better at like as a team at the more super crossy rounds that are more technical and like stuff. Like Utah. Well, yeah, like Utah exactly. That's where Seeley did good. Um, but they're just kind of a California team, so I think you put them in the in the deep sands and the, you know the more loamy soils. Uh, not going to do as good, but hopefully Seeley will um, continue some of his super cross success and pull it into the outdoors and really make it make something happen this year because he really has never been known as this outdoors guy kind of just more technical supercross style so let's see if he can hang it out because he is on a factory honda next year and mm-hmm. supercross is more important than anything but i'm sure honda being the team that they are they want a well-rounded package and they want someone who can compete in the outdoors as well Definitely. so i think that's going to kind of light a fire under his ass and <clears throat> maybe make him hang it out a little bit more this I, year in outdoors. I also think he's going to benefit from uh, having already had that concrete that contract signed. A uh, little bit less um, pressure on him on race day, so he'll be able to focus uh, more on just the task at hand uh, and go into uh, each race um, with a clear head. Uh, what about the walking wounded, the Kawasaki boys? Uh, Six-man team now down to uh, three riders. They're actually supposed to have seven guys doing the nationals, of course, uh, um, their amateur guy that was supposed to come out, uh, Thomas Covington, he's decided to stay with the, uh, the, the most yeah. yeah, he's, he's overseas. Uh, but you have, uh, Durham this week, uh, messing up his knee. You have, um, that sucks. Adam Ciancerolo, uh, out with a shoulder. And, uh, of course, um, Martin Davalos, uh, he, uh, is, uh, I, if he's still wounded from uh, his ankles, I'm not sure if you're going to see him back. Obviously, uh, outdoors not his forte, as he was, uh, I think, one of the most backmarkers uh, from last year. Uh, on that yeah, he's team. not. He's not. He's not going to be in a big rush to get back to the outdoors. No, I don't think, and I don't think uh, Mitch Payton is in a rush to put him back uh, out there. So no. between Baggett. Wilson and Hill, which I think the two of them are, uh, you got two guys that have national championships, uh, which which of those guys is going to uh, really emerge uh, on the Kawasaki's as the guy to beat? Um, it could be interesting because we'd all love to say Wilson because everybody loves him and he's got sick riding style and he's super fast, but he's had some issues with arm pump or whatever you want to call it this year. Mm-hmm. I think a little bit of that was rhino power induced, like not knocking it, but just, and not his products or whatever, just a combination of training program or whatever he changed. Right. Cause it seemed like as soon as he started working with rhino, uh, arm pump started to happen. Definitely. So whatever that situation, he's probably got it figured out by now, we're hoping. But maybe not. And where Baggett, it's always kind of a question mark with his wrist now. It's been, <clears throat> it was such a bad injury a couple of years ago. So as much as you could say Baggett and Wilson could win, which they can, Hill has something to prove. And he's kind of, 
you know, he's been flying in Supercross, so he probably wants to make a splash in the outdoors and be the lead Cowie out there. So it could go either way, but I think it's going to go Wilson, Baggett, Hill. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think uh, Justin is uh, hungry to get a uh, a double-digit number inside the teens. I think he's already um, well on his way to doing so, but uh, a healthy summer will more than help his uh, his chances of, of securing that. Uh, what about the Yamaha guys? And you've got a huge wild card in there with uh, Christoph Purcell. Uh, also, two guys who are enjoying their second and uh, third year on the National Series. You've got Jeremy Martin, uh, who's obviously very fast at Millville, as well as some of those other loamy soils. And then you have Cooper Webb, uh, the uh, the East Coast kid, uh, who um, he showed a lot of speed last year. All three guys are uh, are... I wouldn't say contenders for the title, but uh, they'll be nipping at the heels for stealing some um, some podiums. You said nipping. Um, I think Purcell is going to lead those for a little bit, um, just because I think he has a lot more outdoor testing. Mm-hmm. As dumb as that sounds, like he didn't care about Supercross. He was he's probably secretly been pounding laps everywhere for a long time trying to get that out that bike set up for outdoors he's highly where, motivated he's broke well exactly and money rules all cash rules everything around me sign get the money but uh with that new yamaha we might see a little bit of adjustment time and trying to figure out their settings with webb and martin who knows they might have that figured out by now too but Purcell, there's just so much hype around him. I could see him riding off that. He is one of the most talented people to get on a motorcycle. Like, you can't, everyone can agree with that. And you don't see the same with Martin or Webb yet. You know, they're not just that kind of next level talent. So hopefully he'll do good. Um, I think Martin's on a roll with uh, Vegas. He's going to be pumped after that. And. You never know what's going to happen. Hopefully, you'll qualify for the outdoors and not start it off like Supercross. But I think it's going to be Purcell, Martin, Webb at Glen Helen in whatever order. Yeah. But then after that, Webb and Martin are going to pass Purcell once the season rounds out, and maybe they get more used yeah, to the I outdoor think settings. Yeah, by the end of the year, bike. you could almost flip that. Exactly, and I do think that Webb. Um, well past Martin more times than Martin wants to wants it to happen, you know? Definitely. Well, if you go by their uh, amateur success, uh, Cooper Webb far exceeds the uh, the ceiling or maybe the, the upside potential that's available to a rider uh, that is of um, Jeremy Martin. Like, the two of them had a very different uh, emergence into the pro ranks. Obviously, Jeremy enjoying a lot of success last year, especially leading some laps in Millville. Um, but, um, due to his pedigree and, and, uh, the success he's had in the past, I think once Cooper Webb has, uh, found his stride as a pro, uh, look out. And I think he'll be able to rise above the level of a Jeremy Martin, uh, not to discount Jeremy's, um, skills, but I think, uh, Cooper's got more potential, uh, in the, in the tank there. Uh, what about the KTM guys? Uh, you've got, uh, Marvin Moosecan and, um, you've got Dean Ferris, who's he's going to be racing his very first series, um, full series uh, here in uh, or down in the states, uh, and then we also have Jason Anderson. So uh, Moskowin, uh or Muskan, uh, J- 
Jarrett, Jason Anderson, and uh, Dean Ferris. Those three, um, uh, I'd say like the you know, the two of them, Jace, Jason Anderson and uh, Muscan, I think they pose the biggest threat. Um, what do we know about Dean Ferris in general? Otherwise, he, other than the fact that he's got a really nice style on the bike. Well, I know he hauled uh, Day Nations, and that's kind of what got him this ride. There's yep. big hype around him for a couple of minutes in the motocross world there, and apparently that does a lot. But uh, with um, with those guys, I think Anderson's going to make his mark this year in the outdoors because he kind of, I don't think everyone agrees with that. I think he should. If he doesn't, that's going to be a, more of a story than if he does. Uh, Marvin Muskin, I think he's going to win. Glenn Helen, as dumb as that sounds, I know he's coming off an injury and he's just back on the bike. I think he's hungry and he's another one of those guys like Purcell where you can't take that talent and natural riding style away, right? Okay. And with the hills and the ruts, they're kind of more what these guys grew up on, which is another reason I kind of give more to Purcell for Glenn Helen than the other Yamaha guys. But I know it's kind of out of the box. That's why I'm doing it. But I call Marvin Muskin for the winner, um, just because I think last year I figured he'd be the winner. Like if you take out Tomac and Roxon at pretty much any round last year, which had a lot of these guys in there, who was third place? Yeah, was, uh, you're totally right. And he went four 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 to start off the year last year. So uh, um, it with. All things point to uh, having success early in the season. I think he'll be able to do so. Um, I don't have him in my top five for uh, for Glenn Helen, but uh, we're going to get to that shortly. Um, just to touch on a few privateers, Dakota, Starling, Lemoyne, Martin, and Lieb. Um, just, just off of uh, Glenn Helen alone, who do you think's got the upper hand here? We'll see. I'd love to say Jimmy D is going to get some good starts and he's going to run up there. Um, Lemoyne's probably put more time. Is he a California boy or no, he's not? No, he's from Texas. Um, you know, I think whoever's put the most laps on that track out of those guys is going to... Well, Lieb's a California kid, so uh, I think he's got the best uh, best shot at, at least yeah. knowing the landscape. But is he? he's not really known as an outdoor guy. I don't know why I'm saying that. He might be. Maybe I just missed him last year, but... He was uh, I think in the GP yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But no, I think uh, Jimmy D is gonna be the top privateer for the outdoor series, um, not just because I'm a fan, but because he's got the skills. And there's a lot of there's so many factory backed quotation marks, two fifty guys now. Mm-hmm. You know that um, I think he's gonna be up there running with them, and there's definitely gonna be a handful of them behind him every weekend. Totally agree. And uh, you know what? Uh, Jimmy's also been uh, spinning some laps at a local track uh, not too far from uh, us. and We're heading there uh, on the, tomorrow because um, it's Friday. Uh, we're heading there tomorrow, Saturday. And uh, he, Jimmy D's been ripping laps at Grunthal uh, Centennial Raceway. And uh, I don't care what it's called now. I'm always going to call it that. Uh, so, uh, regardless, uh, he's been, he's been spinning some laps locally and I think that's going to give him, uh, some, uh, some good, some Canadian good luck, uh, going forward into this weekend. So let's go ahead and make our predictions for, uh, the two fifties and, uh, you can start with your top five. Okay. Well, I already said, uh, Marvin Muskan at for first place okay. just cause it can happen. And I thought so last year, so I'm just calling it. 
Um, then I'm going to go f- back down to fifth place. Uh, Jason Anderson, which isn't probably what he's expecting, but I don't know. That's a big jump to go from not doing good in outdoors. Sure, he's flying in Supergrass, but just to go straight into a podium finish at the first national. <clears throat> Maybe if the class wasn't so stacked, but not on Saturday, I don't think. Uh, fourth place, Justin Hill. Like I was saying before, I think he's got something to prove. or at least Not that he has something to prove, but he wants to prove something. Um, but then third being Baggett, second Wilson. You know, it's such a stacked class. That's, uh, yeah, it can go any which way. Like, yeah, like I was saying to you earlier, like I almost wanted to break it down by moto wins just because it gets more people into the top five. But with Sealy, Sealy's kind of going to be my sleeper, I think, is just being second place in Supercross. He hasn't done anything in the past in outdoors. So I still consider him a sleeper, even though he's won a bunch of Supercrosses already this year. Do you give me that? Yeah, I, I, um, I, yeah I'd give that to you. I think that's, a, that's a, some decent picks. Um, and um, for, for good oh, reason, yeah. I think Sorry. you could also uh, throw those guys into... Um, uh, throw those guys into some into a boggle um, container, and uh, and they could I just exactly. as believable. And I wanted to call Purcell around third or fourth overall, but I think he's going to go something like three seven. You know, just typically he fades out in the second moto. Yep. So, I if he can pull podium, which would be amazing, it's going to be in the first moto, and I could see either something happening or fading back in the second. So he'd get about fifth or sixth overall. You know what I mean? Agreed. Uh, okay, well, so uh, what are your picks here, Bradley? Uh, and um, yeah, we'll we'll do the top fives and we'll pick a sleeper pick. Uh, my my winner is uh, a guy who spent a good portion of last year using uh, Glen Helen as his personal riding track. Like I don't know if you watch the Moto Five, but he's got his own personal code to get in there and change how things. However, he would like, and I think uh, although it is very much different on uh, race day practice, I think he's going to be uh, Blake Baggett is going to be uh, probably best at setting his bike up. Not like um, he won't have to share those settings with Dean Wilson, uh, but uh, I think he's going to have uh, the upper hand if he if he has the ability to set up that bike with that wonky wrist anywhere. It's probably Glen Helen or uh, Hangtown. Um, and, uh, of course the PC guys, I think they're going to be most dominant. They're the only two in the class that have an outdoor championship. So they're basically one and one a, so I've gone with uh, second place being, uh, Dean Wilson, um, uh, starting with the bottom section of my top five, uh, I went with Jeremy Martin, Yamaha rider, uh, the 19 machine. I think he's going to have a great weekend. Uh, he's been apparently just absolutely hauling ass on the practice tracks. Um, that's, uh, from not even a few sources also at uh, milestone. He's been really on the move. So, uh, I look for him to have a good weekend and bounce back from a very dismal, uh, supercross season. Uh, he is good outdoors and I think he's going to see a marked change for, uh, the rest of his 2014 fourth place. I have Jason Anderson. I think he's uh, he's uh, rolling, uh, coming off of some some ribs uh, that were injured, uh, and also some wi- wisdom teeth. 
that he had removed uh, two weeks ago. Uh, he's just a full bill of health. He's rested. He's ready to go. I know he's been, from the pictures, looks like he's uh, found the flow outdoors. And I think you'll see him in, in mid-season form. But I do feel like that's kind of uh, a bit of uh, his ceiling uh, in terms of overall or at least close. Maybe a few podiums. But I don't think uh, we'll see too many overall wins from Jason Anderson. And, of course, my third pick, uh, someone who I think is going to have very inconsistent uh, scores. He may even get the, uh, to the third spot by going... 1-6 or something along those lines is Christophe Purcell. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. And I, I do think that Anderson is going to win some overalls this year and even maybe with some 1-1s, one yep. um, but not at Glen Helen. No. Uh, I think uh, that's not one that really plays into his hands. Uh, he may, may might still kind of be in uh, Supercross mode because he needed to be training Supercross uh, for a good portion of time into... Uh, securing that championship so um he might be a little bit behind the eight ball in terms of bike setup especially uh he does feel comfortable with the ktm but uh, it always seems like it takes a little bit longer for the ktms to find their groove outdoors uh so that's my 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 top five well uh, and, and with the wisdom being, teeth we sorry but we all know with wisdom teeth like you can't go out and start bottoming out on an outdoor track your face is yeah. going to feel like it's falling off so i'm sure he kind of relaxed after yeah. the supercross series he's not known to be the gnarliest trainer in life so you know he's not he knows he's not going to get yelled at from ktm if he not blows it but even finishes just inside the top 10 this weekend because he just gave them a supercross championship totally uh, so my sleeper pick, uh, actually, you know what? You go first with your sleeper pick. I'm picking, <laughs> uh, I'm picking Cole Seeley just because he's kind of a sleepy guy in general as well as he hasn't done anything in outdoors. And I think he's going to finish off seventh, like kind of right out of that bubble of outdoor guys. And he'll be fine with that for this weekend because normally he's top 10-ish, out of the top 10 even, so I think if he finishes like seventh or like six, seven, maybe five, eight, you know, somewhere around there, yeah, um, I can see that. Seeley's going to be down for that just because he does have that factory Honda ride again. I'm repeating myself, but he's going to be more confident going into that. Definitely, I, I would uh, I would agree with I think with his placement, um, but you know what? I think um, who's going to be able to edge him out for this weekend is Shane McElrath. I think uh, second year. Uh, his full, first full season on the outdoors, I think he's uh, poised to uh, turn some heads, and uh, I think um, he's going he's gonna to surprise some people uh, on Saturday. Uh, Shane McElrath, my sleeper pick for the 250s. Let's yeah, move I can see that too. straight into the, uh, the 450s, um, chat a little bit about uh, who's, who's um, really favored or, or the, the contenders of this series, starting with uh, the uh, the Honda guys, the the two, or I guess you could call three factory back guys. <clears throat> you have uh, Justin Justin Barsha, Trey Kennard, and Mookie Stewart Malcolm. Uh, the three of those guys. Who do you think is going to come out on top? I think this weekend it's going to be Barsha. I just remember him at Glen Helen on two fifties hauling ass, <laughs> and um, Bar Kennard's going to be right behind him. They're going to go 4-5 and 5-4, just calling it. And Mookie's going to do real good. He's going to run up front on the 450 just because he's going to be happy. He's off that 250 oh, yeah. off the starts. But then he'll probably he'll do top 10, but I can see around like maybe 8th place or something, which isn't too bad for uh Yeah, I could see him going to start uh, the season. 
Um, 6-10 for 8th overall. See, that's even given a lot of credit. Like, the field is depleted. Like, I'm sure you're going to talk about it, but, like, Millsap's out, Tomax out, RV, Brayton, Tickle, Hill. Like, that's mm-hmm. people who in Supercross, that's out of the top 15, that's six dudes. So, but there still is, you know, just quick runoff of Metcalf, Reed, Rocks, and Kennard, Barsha, Stewart, Grant, Alessi, Dungy. Like, there's still a handful of guys that you would put above Mookie, right? But I think he's going to be up there with these guys, and he uh, isn't scared. Like, we kind of talked about before, like, he rides with James Stewart, his brother, all the time. He's not, yep. the name name on the jersey syndrome doesn't affect him. So yep. I think he's going to put himself up there with these guys and do it with a smile on his face. Totally. Uh, okay, the Kawasaki guys, uh, and I uh, actually, off my list, I left off uh, Chad Reed. Please forgive me, Chad. Uh, but uh, we got Jake Weimer, Brett Metcalf, uh, new addition to the team coming down from Canada, uh, and uh, and Reedy. So out of those three, uh, the obvious favorite is the the double deuce. Yeah, Reed's gonna take that one easily. Um, might take a minute to get rolling, but gonna take some wins for sure. I think um, uh, a, a Chad Reed at at eighty percent mops the floor with Brett Metcalf and Jake Weimer at yeah. Glen Helen. At Glen Helen, I wouldn't say, we're not I talking. Say we're not talking about Southwick or Unadilla, where Chad struggles. We're talking about Glen Helen. He's got. He's done, gone well there before. Uh, I think he has those guys covered by uh, a, a good margin. See, but I think um, Metcalf's going to be pushing, and uh, Reed's going to be kind of in like safe mode. So okay. with with that at Glen Helen, I could see Metcalf running up and passing Reed and Reed being like, meh, who cares today? You know, because he's smart enough that he's out there to not kill himself again and mm-hmm. be there for the last round of the season. Where I think Metcalf wants to do that too, obviously, but there's more hype around him and he doesn't want to blow it with like a 15th, right? Right. So your Yamaha-supported riders are Josh Grant and Phil Nicoletti. Obviously, Grant, um, the only one who's... Uh, won a national, a supercross, or a moto um, uh, between the, the two of them. So heavily favored is Grant. Um, I, I do expect good things from uh, Nicoletti this year, though. Suzuki, you've got uh, three guys who um, kind of are in different sections of their career. Um, James Stewart, I think, still very formidable. He's got the speed. He seems to be um, showing flashes of old James that we saw uh, in 2008 uh, or different times when he was very d- dominant. You have Weston Pike, who may or may not be coming into his own uh, on the uh, Sequan uh, RCH team, as well as you have um, the fill-in ride of Ivan Tedesco, which I think more of that, more or less... Although Ivan does have the potential to put in good rides, I think that's a bit of a buddy deal. Uh, he's obviously great friends with um, Kenny Watson as well as um, fellow team owner Kerry Hart and uh, uh, Ricky Carmichael. All three have a good relationship with uh, Hot Sauce, and I think that's the majority of the reason why he's on the, on the team. Uh, he has had injury troubles in the past, including through this last season when he was riding in the KTM. But... Um, yeah, out of those three, obviously, James Stewart, uh, the one to watch. Well, no, I think Tedesco's going to mop the floor with Stewart at every round, guaranteed. <laughs> it's down. No, I, honestly, it's, uh, I don't agree with 
there's obviously I I bet you Tedesco is doing this for a will ride for bikes and sandwiches yes. type of ride. Oh yeah. Uh, where Hill, I think they still would have had to pay him legitimate money. Like he won some heat races and you know got a podium in Supercross. Yeah. Where that's more than sandwiches and some top ends and clutches, right? So yeah. Tedesco's not going to do anything. I hate to say it, and I just sound like a dick. You know, we respect the next champion. But if he does, and when he gets a good start, he's just going to shit, shit himself and make a mistake and crash like he has in the past. Like, yeah. it's unfortunate, but watch it happen. And I think he he's most he, likely to get his tongue caught in the sprocket and go backwards at the very least. Weird shit's going to happen. You know, or he always, when he tried to race the 250 class and he'd get up there with the guys and he'd just like wash out the front end because he's all excited like a 16 year old, but meanwhile he's 32 years old or whatever, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. Um, hope all the best. Like the guy's riding style, but just aim to be right in front of Nick Way. You know, that, that's where he should be. Well, don't if try Nick, to be top if Nick five. Way was doing the Nationals, I think he no, would be. But you know, what I'm, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, don't try to run with the top three guys. Run with the guys that are kind of more in your age group. And put, obviously, they just want the bike out there. So they're not expecting top five, top threes. So just put the bike out there, finish the races, and do your job. You yeah, know? run, run the number say. nine like you know how and, and just do your thing. And so, I think that's a big reason why they're out there is just for like the status of the number nine, and you know it looks good out there. Yeah, absolutely, uh, a whole lot better than forty. Um, yeah. KTM's got Ryan Dungey and Ken Roxon. Uh, oh, uh, finding out today or maybe uh, yesterday was when the press release. Uh, Davy Millsaps will not be uh, available for the first round. Um, so uh, between Dungey and Roxon, who do you think is going to be uh, the the big dog into the tent over at Factory KTM? I think Roxon, just because I think we talked about this before. Um, the season is like pretty much Dungey's to throw away, but I think Roxon's going to be pissed off at that. He's going to be riding. He's going to give it all he can at Glen Helen. It's more of a European track with the hills, blah, 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 whatever. But... Uh, I think that Roxon's going to give it 100% and make sure that he's the, the guy to beat this season because everyone's kind of leaving him out. And, you know, like I said before, he's been a champion, world champ since he's like, what, 14, 15, 16 type yep. of thing. Kid doesn't like to lose. He also, you know, you can tell he races Dungey harder. And if Dungey's the man out there, I think Roxon has more speed. Dungey has obviously more consistency, more years in his you know, under the on seat time on these tracks on a 450, but I think Glenn Helen uh, Roxon's gonna take Dungey. Fair enough. Right on. Well, uh, let's let's go straight into our top fives and sleeper picks. And of course, since you went first for uh, the 250s, I will uh, I'll go ahead and go first for the 450s. Um, so I'll start off at the bottom of my top ten and uh, or top five. Uh, and uh, and work upwards. I got uh, Trey Kennard in the, in the number five spot. I think he's got to, he's always got the speed. I know he's got the endurance. He's been working a lot on outdoors, and I believe there was a a, a video that just dropped uh, of him uh, riding with the number sixty nine on his bike, uh, looking like he's uh, really found his flow and um, some interesting skills on the bike that way. 
Um, yeah, those endo whips are sick. The endo whips are sick, and Trey Kennard, uh will be in the top five come the weekend. Uh, this like uh, come t- tomorrow afternoon. Um, my fourth place rider uh, and the the uh, the top dog on the Honda is going to be uh, Justin Barsha. Barsha's done very well at Glen Helen in the past. In fact, leading a few of these motos last time uh, that we came to this location. Of course, that race was won in the 250s by uh, Purcell, who uh, who won it that day. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, I think he's going to be a top four guy. or top, He's going to be in the fourth place position, in my opinion. Uh, third place, I think you can pencil Ken Roxton in for that. I think he's going to have a good first moto. He might even beat Ryan Dungey, but I think the fatigue uh, that he's been feeling over the last few weeks is going to bite him a little bit. Uh, he might have a little. He might suffer a little bit and fade backwards in the second moto. So I, I give him third. Second place goes to uh, Ryan Dungey. Um, I think he's going to um, get back to his winning ways. Maybe steal a moto win, but I predict him flip-flopping with uh, James Stewart uh, for uh, going maybe 1-2, 2-1 sort of thing uh, with James Stewart taking the overall victory. See, that's uh, obviously like the same as the 250s, those top fives, you could just throw them in a hat, shake it up, and shuffle them around pretty much. And I'm forgetting, um, and I'm already forgetting about uh, the 800, so. Well, Alessi and Chad Reed, and you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but hey, that's the way she goes. So uh, no, I don't think Alessi deserves to be in the top five. Like, there's all this talk about if he wins Glen Hill and he rides her all the time. Suck a fucking fat dick. It's he's not that much better in outdoors than Supercross. Uh, let's go to Supercross. Would he beat any of those guys? No, not even close. He's usually, unfortunately, not on the same lap. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Fuck off with this unless he's going to go 1-1. One, one. If he does, I will seriously suck a fat dick. And I'll, like, whatever. I'll find one and go suck it. Like, that is not going to happen, you fucking weirdos. Like, why is Alessi going to go all of a sudden 1-1 one, one at Glen Helen in front of James Stewart, Ryan Dungey, Rocks, and no, no, no. Not going to happen. Yeah, no, um, remember, like, the, the year that he actually did go 1-1 one, one at Glen Helen, actually, he might not even go 1-1, one, one, but he did win the opener was a year when uh, <clears throat> most of the guys were either on Supercross-only contracts slash uh, Ryan Villapoto was hurt. So Or, uh, or you want to race big fucking deal. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, from the guy that wins a heat race and cries and wins Washougal and wants to make out with the guy that he just roosted for 40 minutes. You know, like, he's not going to go 1-1. He's not going to win. If he does, I sure hope he doesn't. I'm actually not going to suck a fat dick. But that, I can't believe how many people are like, well, if Alessi wins, he's still going to go to Canada. Like, let him win, then worry about it. Because realistically, he's not, well, he's not in my top five. And that's just not because I think he's a douche. Like, well, I guess it's my turn now. Yeah, I guess it is your turn. But uh, I totally agree with you on many of the points you're just making, mostly about the sucking of fat dicks. Um, so uh, yeah, let, let's hear uh, let's hear your top five. So okay, well let's just do this. Alessi's gonna hole shot and then suck a fat dick back to about eighth place. You yeah. know that's just where he's gonna go. Both motos. Um, sure, or sixth, or fifth, or who cares? But it's not going to be anywhere on the podium, I don't think. Maybe he's going to go balls out and do it because it's his only race in the States. But skill-wise, 
top five, I agree with you with the Barsha Canard. You know, fifth, fourth. I had them in the same, but I'm going to switch them around just as Barsha fifth and Canard fourth. Um, third place, I give to Ryan Dungey. Just because, like, when have you, when's the last time you've seen a fire out of Dungey? Uh, never. Exactly. So he can, he's just going to get third because Stewart wants to win this championship. And that's got to be, James Stewart of two years ago would be lighting houses on fire so pissed that everyone's calling Dungey the title favorite over him, Mm -hmm. right? So he's going to want to go out and maybe ride consistent because everyone's like, well, he's not going to last. He's not going to last the season. So he's going to go out with a fire under his butt. And I would like to see him get second because I can see him even just riding consistent and trying not to explode and die, you know? And I think Roxon's going to win. I kind of alluded to that before, but he's going to go out just like he did Anaheim one and set a pace that he can hold few can and just ride it out. Uh, maybe wear himself out a little bit quicker, but he's kind of been known to do that. I think this last bit we've had with RV gone from the Baker camp, AC's gone from the Baker camp. He's not. He's not going to be working him as hard. Let's be honest, right? Yeah. And even if he is, he's probably not going to listen. Or he's just going to be like, "Fuck off, whatever." I'm going to do what this I want. This is working, Alden. I'm still <clears throat> paying you, but I'm going to yeah. go lay down for a bit. Exactly. So, you know, and if you want to sit there and yell at me while I'm on the couch on Instagram, you can do that. And I'm just going to post <laughs> pictures and videos of it and make you look like a douchebag. So I don't recommend doing that. So I think he's going to take some time off with a focus on recharging for Glenn Helen and come out ready to go. And let's be honest, he is a potential title contender. Do you agree? I do. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, he's not uh, I think to people are going to be surprised by uh, how 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 up there he is throughout the year. He's never not up there. When was the last time you've seen a race he was in that he wasn't in the top three? Or like, sure, Supercross he kind of blew it at the end, but I mean, like, uh, in his whole two hundred and fifty career, he's running up front. He doesn't have jersey name syndrome whatsoever. He just pins it and goes for it. And I think that's. Uh, really going to go off and that that's where he's going to be Dungey yeah. where he's going to go in and make that pass on Dungey where Dungey will just be happy to follow him for 15 laps agreed uh so uh like who's uh did you start off from the bottom or yeah just... no i said i said so Barsha Kennard um third place is Dungey second place is Stewart and then Roxon wins yeah, it, uh, that's a solid, uh, some solid picks. Like Lay like said, uh, especially with the top five, top six, top seven guys. Like if you were to uh, turn them upside down, shake them up, and do it again, uh, and I would not be surprised. But uh, just making some some educated guesses based on past performances and uh, how the, their preparations have sounded to be going on so far. I think, um, yeah, I think we're slated for some good racing. Uh, as far as my sl- sleeper pick, uh, I think quietly, but um, he's going to uh, have a lot better um, finishes than most people would expect from him, uh, especially after the terrible Supercross season that he had. Phil Micheletti is about to have it. one heck of a national. I knew that was your pick. Like even five minutes ago, <laughs> I just had a feeling. Um no, I agree. He's fast outdoors, and he does have a good bike. He's got something to prove. Um, yeah, no, I could see him 
definitely finished inside the top 10. But see, uh, just to add on to my top five, tied for sixth place, and imagine this, it's going to be the first time in motocross history, tied for sixth is going to be Grant, Reed, and Metcalf. Yeah, there's going to be a three-way tie. Like Somehow those moto scores will add up properly with a three-way tie for that. Yeah, I yeah it's just it's going to be math that it's never happened before, so that's just going to show up this weekend, and Alessi's going to get ninth. Fair enough. Ninth overall from the 800. No, he's um, going to do better than that, but I just don't think he's going to win. All right, well, that's forty. That's just a, just about 40 minutes worth of pr- uh, predictions from the, uh, the Big MX crew. I uh, appreciate you uh, taking some time to speak with me this evening. It's uh, 10 to 2 in the morning, uh, the, the Friday morning uh, of uh, right before Glen Helen. I hope uh, a couple of people can listen to this prior to uh, the gate dropping in Glen Helen and uh, can give them a good idea of uh, some bench racing that can go on uh, this weekend coming up. Because um, it's, it's really important what we think, too. Absolutely, yeah. Take ourselves at full value. We are deeply entrenched in the motocross industry. All of us are getting uh, this special news wire that no one else is capable of receiving. And uh, yeah, more or less, we're just super smart like that. Either way, um, appreciate the time, my friend, and uh, we'll talk tomorrow. No problem. All right, yeah, have a good night, everybody. Yeah, good night. All right. Thank you for listening to the Big MX Podcast, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles. Be sure to check out our archive for episodes you may have missed. Check out our website at BigMXRadio.com for more content.